Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Robinson, and it's good to be with you today. A lot has happened since the last time we were together, but here's the thing. God is still on the throne. Um, I tell you, I'm excited about the Word of God on this Pentecost Sunday. Um, I tell you, God is doing great things, even in the midst of such challenging times. And when I say challenging, we are at a whole new level of challenging times. But guess what? For the faithful, for those of us that love God, for those of us that walk in faith, we do not walk in fear. Our Father is with us. And so I want to pray, and we're going to get straight to the Word of God. Um, And I trust that the Word of God will, will add to your life richly on today. Um, the word of God is able to meet us exactly where we are. So I don't care what challenges come. There is an answer, a hiding place in the word of God. And so we're going to go there. And I want you to keep that in mind. We don't listen to the word. We don't engage in reading the Bible as if it's any old book. It is the infallible truth of the word of God that changes our lives. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this opportunity and this time to share with your people. Father, we are so thankful that you are on the throne. Nothing on earth moves you at all. You still have all power and you have all authority. You told us when the righteous pray, things happen. So Father, I thank you that we pray and we connect by faith with one another and we believe you to make some changes in the land. Well now, Father, we're about to hear from you in the word, from the word of God. So touch our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you have to say, such that when this is all over, we shall be better. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, it's Pentecost Sunday, and I want to talk about, um, you know, we usually go to Acts and we're going to hit there, but I want to talk about that change that took place on Pentecost that causes me as the believer in 2020 to walk in victory. Something happened on that day that causes me even now, right now, to walk in power and authority and victory in my life. And so the title for today's message, and I'll be with you only for a teensy bit, is The Atmosphere for Change. Now, The Atmosphere for Change. What's happening in our world today, there's so much change going on. There has been an atmosphere set in our country that's bringing about a change right now. And some of this change we do not like. Uh, COVID-19 came and changed everything in our world. There was this, this virus that came and set this fear in the atmosphere. Death was around. Everything was happening in a dark way. And then here comes an incident of, of now we have riots and we have protests happening in our country. And so another atmosphere, the surroundings, what the temple, what is happening in our country is bringing about these results. Well, I want to connect something. What happened on Pentecost that's created and where what atmosphere was set such that that could happen. Let me tell you, if you want change to happen, you got to set the atmosphere. You have to set the atmosphere for what you want to happen. Uh, we're going to get to this word change. Let's talk about it. And then I want to talk about just very practical things in life, how we set the atmosphere for what we want to happen. So change now is to make or become different. 
to be make or become different. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure most of you would agree with me that we need a change. We need something different in our country today. We need something different to happen because what we have had is certainly not working. What has been going on is not bringing about the result that we want to see. So quite obviously, a change has to take place to make different in some particular way, to alter. Another definition says to make radically different. Let me tell you, we have in such dark days now, I don't need a slight change. We need a radical change. I don't need you to shift a little to the left. or I need a whole turnaround, flip me over, radically change this thing around. So change is not just a slight, it's a radical difference. It says to give a different position, course, or direction. Ah, I am certain that all of you can agree. We need a different course and a different direction. Yeah. So we have to set the atmosphere though for this change to happen. Okay, so let's take it on a practical standpoint. At a certain time of the night, you have a toddler, you put them in a warm bath, get, get them all halfway drugged up, you get them in a warm bath, put them in them nice fuzzy pajamas on, you you turn the lights down, you, you grab your little book, you snuggle up with them and you kind of read a little book to them. You know, there's no video, there's no, no TV on with all the color in the atmosphere, not a whole lot of noise, you turn things down. You are, what you're doing, unbeknownst even to the child, is you're setting the atmosphere for what you want to happen. It's about bedtime and you, you want that child to go to sleep. So even before it's bedtime, you're setting the atmosphere for what you want to see happen. The end result is I want the baby to get in the bed and go to sleep. So I have to set the atmosphere. No, you're not getting a video game that has your little energy up, your eyes popping and stuff before. No, I have to set the atmosphere. So what we want to see take place in our lives, what we want to see take place on the earth, we as believers have to set the atmosphere for it to happen. Set the atmosphere for it to happen. Now, one of the things that we know, the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. So there are certain things that we're going to have to do. And one is I am going to have to raise my expectation of faith in God if my atmosphere is going to change. So the most fundamental change that has to take place first is I have to get into the word of God and get draw closer to him for any change to take place. It starts right there. It starts there. It starts there. It starts there. If, if we're going to see change in our world, it starts with the righteous praying. He says, if my people who are called by my name, if we do some things, humble and pray, seek his face, things would change. So trust me, change that is effective and it will last is going to start with the righteous. Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. Between you and I, you don't have to tell nobody. We say between you and I, we are the ones that can make change or cause change to happen that is permanent. The unbeliever should be looking to us. What should we do? What is the answer? We don't know. Those that are in relationship with God are the ones that should be on the forefront of change happening. So as I'm talking today, I want you to consider where you are in this change process. Where are you? Where are you? What part do you play? Because everybody 
plays a part. Every child of God plays a part in seeing change take place in the lives of people every single day. So we found out what change means. But the environment under which the Holy Spirit came, what atmosphere was set? What was happening then? I told you, on the day of Pentecost, it changed our lives forever. It changed us. It gave us as believers the authority. It equipped us to do the work of ministry. But what was the atmosphere like? Well, I want to go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And we're going to read quickly a first few verses from this, from the message translation. And then we are going to talk about Pentecost and what was happening. What made that time in history, that what made Pentecost take place right then and there. What, what happened? You know, the Lord does nothing by chance in our lives. There's nothing that happens every minute, every second, every hour of our day is planned by him. So nothing happens by chance. So when we look at Pentecost, what was the atmosphere? What was going on when all of this happened? So it says from the message translation, it says, when the feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. And it filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. And they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. Verse 5. And there were many Jews standing in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. And when they heard the sound, they came on the run. And when they heard one after another, their own mother's tongues began being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't, for the life of them, figure out what was going on and kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? The scripture goes on to name all of those. Look down at verse 12. It says, and their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on? And others joked, they are drunk on cheap wine. And Peter, this is about when he speaks up. That's when Peter stood up and backed by the other 11, spoke out with a bold urgency. Fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, Listen carefully and get this story straight. These people aren't drunk as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. I love the message translation. This is what the prophet Joel announced would happen in the last days. God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy and also your daughters and young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And even when the times come, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they'll prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and pillowing smoke, and the sun turned black and the moon blood red before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous. And whoever calls out for help to me, God will, God will be saved. So let's go back. Let's go back. And we're going to keep moving and see what the word has to say. I want to talk about the first four or five words in this chapter. It says, when the feast of Pentecost came, when the feast of Pentecost, there was a set time. What was 
the Feast of Pentecost. What made that time so important? What was happening and what was the Feast of Pentecost? Well, the Feast of Pentecost is a festival of giving and receiving of the Torah. People celebrated the fact of the books and the laws that Moses had given. And it also was a time where they, it was an agricultural festival. It celebrates the beginning, the first fruits of the wheat harvest. And, and it continues throughout the summer and ends in the fall. So there was a festival going on, a time of celebration that was going on. There was a time where people were happy and they gathered to celebrate the great harvest that they had. They also celebrated the fact that they had been given the books of the Torah, the, the meaning, the teaching and the guidance and the instruction that Moses had given. There was a time where we all came together to agree on and be thankful about certain things. Now, let me tell you, if you want change to happen, I have to be able to get in one accord with people and agree on something. I tell you, when you get enough people together to agree on something, when you get enough people together that are going to be thankful about something and, and move and have a plan and an idea, things happen. So they all were there together doing this time of celebration and harvest. Now, remember I told you that our Lord does nothing by chance. And so because of this feast, it brought a lot of people to the city. Let me tell you, we don't get to decide when the Lord does what he does in our lives. But trust me, his timing is perfect. I don't care if we thank God. I don't understand why you're doing this when. As a matter of fact, I don't know why you closed this door instead of opening it. I don't know why you opened this door instead of closing it. But either way, his timing in our lives is perfect. So during this time, during this festival, people came from everywhere to celebrate the harvest. They came from everywhere to celebrate the, the books uh, that Moses had given, the Torah. And during this time, is the Bible says, when they were all there on one accord, when they were all in one place, one accord simply means when they all were in agreement. One accord. Change can't happen unless we can get on one accord. Change can't happen. I didn't say God made all of us individual. And I think sometimes we fail to allow people to, to express their individuality, but yet we can agree on one big issue. All of us shouldn't look alike. All of us have different tastes. All of us have different desires. All of us have different talents, but about the things of God, we should be able to be on one accord because it's one word, one God nothing different. We don't add anything or take anything away. So when I can rest and stand on the word of God and we can agree on that, we can accomplish great things. So it says the atmosphere was set for great things to happen. The atmosphere was set for the Holy Spirit to engulf that place. The atmosphere was set that power could come. Go to Galatians chapter five, Galatians chapter five. Now, why did I say Pentecost is a, is a pivotal point for us as believers? It says the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he, they, it came in, the Bible describes it in such vivid language. It says, without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force, and nobody knew where it came from, and it filled the whole building. And then like a fire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. 
So the Holy Spirit, why is that pivotal, pivotal for us as a believer? The Holy Spirit enables the Christian life and it embodies us and it allows us to individual believers to walk out our Christian faith. It was, it is pivotal for us as believers, important for us to understand the importance of gathering together the great changes and setting the atmosphere for God to move. Things in our lives can happen. Galatians chapter five. And I want to start at verse 16. And it says, this I say then, walk in the spirit. and Ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. And so that ye cannot do the things that you would. Now watch if I'm led by the spirit of God. But if ye be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, violence, wrath, strife, all these things, envying, murderers, drunkenness. It says, and such like the which I tell you because before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you're doing these things and not living by the spirit of God, not walking out his commandments, not living the way he says, you shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But now it says, but if the fruit of the spirit is love, verse 22, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified, wait a minute, we have put to death the flesh with the affections and its lust. Now, we are no different from the world except the Holy Spirit in us helps us to put our flesh under subjection. Now, remember I say all of this ties into setting the atmosphere that God can move in our lives. All of this ties into it. Verse five says, but if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Yeah, it's a day to day. This is a lifestyle for us as believers. Verse 26, let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. So the spirit of God, us living and walking in the spirit of God has everything to do with the atmosphere that we set for God to move. That's why Pentecost was so important. The Holy Spirit enables us to live this Christian walk. It indwells us and it gives us the power and authority to live this life. Now, if I can, through the Holy Spirit, impact my atmosphere and my way of living and doing, how much more authority should I have to impact the world around me? But I, as the believer, set the atmosphere for change to happen. The seven works of the Holy Spirit is wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, piety. All of these are attributes, are characteristics, are works of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. Having the Spirit of God. Pentecost is not just for us to shout. I'm dead. I'm all for it. We grew up in a shouting church. Tamarine, hand stomping, foot patting. Yes, indeed. It's gone for hours. I tell you, speaking in tongues and all of that. But when I come down from giving God glory and all that, which is great, I should be living in the spirit day by day. And imagine the atmosphere when we as believers walk into a place, we change the whole atmosphere. We bring calm to confusion. 
We bring peace where there is no peace. We bring love where there is division. The Bible says we have been given the spirit of reconciliation. We are able to, where people can't seem together, get together. The people of God that walk and live in the Holy Spirit, that walk with authority that God has given us, can bring reconciliation and healing to any broken situation. And sometimes it's just us listening. Sometimes it's just giving a listening ear. Either way, God has anointed us to do that. So on this Pentecost Sunday, on this Pentecost Sunday, I tell you, um, what an awesome day. We thank God for it. But I tell you, I want the spirit of God ruling and reigning in my life such that the atmosphere, my, my fear of influence, the, the area around me, the people that I come in contact with, they should know, they should be able to see Jesus in me. So on this Pentecost Sunday, I challenge you. I challenge you in this dark world that needs to see Jesus, needs to see Jesus. Make sure that wherever you go, people see Jesus. You be a part of the solution. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for the word of God. Father, I thank you because we are, we know that the word of God is true and it's right. We know that the word of God changes lives. Father, we lift up our nation that's going through so much right now, but Jesus, you have always been the answer. You have always been the answer. And Father, we pray during these turbulent times in our country that God, that it would draw people closer to you instead of further away from you. Ah, Father, I pray for those of us that know you. You said the prayers of the righteous, a man, a woman of God in right standing with you. They are powerful and dynamic in their workings. So Father, above protesting, which is fine, peaceful, but Father, above that, prayer works. You told us if we pray, you would hear us. You said this is the confidence that we have even in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to your will or your word, you would hear us. Not only would you hear us, but the word said you would answer. So Father, when we, the righteous, pray for peace, you shall answer. Well, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that allows us to change the atmosphere. So Father, we give you glory that we shall see change right in our own communities. Guess what? Because we live there and the Jesus, the greater one lives in us. So Father, we thank you for it now. Now, Father, we have prayed this prayer in faith. And the word of God tells me when I do that, you hear me. Not only do you hear me, but you're going to answer. So the word says, I have what I've asked of you already. So we count it done in Jesus name. Amen and amen. So Facebook family, stay encouraged this week. Stay encouraged, stay encouraged. And I challenge you, spend more time in the word than you do on the news. Spend more time in the word than you do with talking to others. I know it's there. And we need to be knowledgeable about what's happening. Yes, we do. But it does not mean that I negate the word because the word of God is the final authority. Don't get it twisted. I hear what's happening. But Jesus is still in control. And so I challenge you this week, spend more time in prayer. Pray about it and watch what God does. So on that note, you have a fabulous week. Until the next time we get together, be blessed, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays at 1 p.m. through our Facebook live stream, simply type Life Worship Center in the search column. Make sure to check for the church's logo and hit the like button. You can also find us on YouTube as well, following the previous instructions, 
then clicking the subscribe button. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.